Hello and welcome to another episode of Manchester is Red. I'm Charlotte Dunker and joining me today I have got Stu Matheson and Kieran Kelly. So should we start this off by talking about another 4-0 win for United at the weekend? What did you think of it Stu? Well it was the uh, same old story really. Very, very easy game, very a cruise for United. Um, you know. It was one of those, it was kind of set up for a coupon buster in that, you know, Palace have not scored, not got any points, no wins, bottom of the table, and you start thinking, you know what Manchester United are like, it could be typical that they'll they'll make this hard, but I mean, you know, the, the, it wasn't, it was a, a cruise right from the start, early goal for one matter, which, which just set the whole tone for the day. Uh, fairness to Palace, I thought they came back quite well, but once United put the foot on the gas a little bit more after that, then... Uh, that didn't stand a chance, and I think um, I think this is what we're going to see from Manchester United this season. Um, you know, it's, it's it's unrelenting the the back to the sort of dynamic, powerful side they were of, of yesteryear. You know, pre uh, you know twenty thirteen that kind of thing, and um, they've got the tails up. And when you've got that confidence like they have, then it's going to take a lot of stopping. Obviously, around the corner we've got bigger games. I mean, you know, the manager's got a little bit kind of uppity about people suggesting they've not faced anybody, um, you know, or he says, or you're suggesting that we've, we've played easy game, easy teams. In fairness, I think they have. I think there's a, a big element of that. And, and one of the tougher ones, they, they, they dropped two points. So, you know, there are a couple of little warning signs there, not, not massive warning signs, but, you know, they've got Liverpool to come after the international break so um, I think that will be really really telling but you can't complain about what they've given us so far it's just been fantastic the rampant and you just mentioned obviously it reminded you of the United of yesteryear and it was your last match at Old Trafford <laughs> wasn't it Stu yeah, yeah it was it was, a, it was an emotional day I didn't think you were going to mention that <laughs> but yes it was an emotional day and you, you're right I mean I angled my whole match report on that. It just reminded me of what I've been so used to all these years. Uh, it's, it, it was just like the United of old. And I, and I do think, um, you know, I think going forward, I think Manchester United are, are back now. I think it's taken a while. Uh, I didn't even see it last season, to be honest. I think they were edging towards it, but I didn't think I didn't really see them taking the leap that I think they've taken uh, this season. Uh, but I think they're back in it now. And I think, you know, they are going to be... I mean, like I say, last season, I, I kind of thought, mm, yeah, maybe top four this season. Um, they're still going to take a little bit of time to get back to what I, I think they are capable of. But as I say, I didn't foresee this kind of huge leap I think they've taken this season. And once you get that, I, I don't see them stopping now. And yeah, you're right. It, it is what I've I've been used to for so many, many years, 22 years covering them. Um it's been great, and you know, the, the quality of football I, I've, I've been privileged to witness. Um, as I say, in the last couple of few, well, three years, four years, um, I despaired sometimes of that ever returning, but it, it's back now, and uh, I don't think it's going to go away for a while. Yeah, because something has just suddenly started clicking, hasn't it? Wouldn't you agree, Kieran? And they've lost Pogba to injury. And the last few games, they've they've still managed to win, convincing win in the Champions League, convincing win at the weekend. How much of a loss at the minute do you think Pogba is? Because there's talks, some talks saying Mourinho wouldn't confirm it, obviously, but talks that he's going to be out for quite a while. Yeah, um, 
I don't think anyone would doubt he's the team's talisman, but you're not really seeing that at the moment. And I think that goes with all the injuries they've had. Um, when you think of the CSK Moscow game where uh, Jones and Valencia had obviously been left home, uh, Fellaini wasn't there, Madic had a knock, and they completely swept them aside, you know. Um, and they've taken that, that forward this season. Um, you know, injuries towards the end of last season really ripped them apart. They were relying on a lot of young players. Um, this season they seem to have a squad to cope with that and that they're able to now you know, beat these teams below them comfortably and that's always a sign and a hallmark of potential title winners that you can win comfortably, win at home. Um, with Pogba I think it'll be very interesting to see if he'll, he will need surgery because that's obviously going to rule him out for a lot longer and there's a kind of a, a grey area at the moment because no one seems to know not even the manager whether he's letting on or not whether he will need that how long he's going to be out for but you're seeing in the midfield with Fellaini and, and indeed Herrera um, they've really stepped up and they haven't missed him yet but in a tight game against Liverpool you know you're looking at that and thinking well could he make a difference in that Speaking of Fellaini people at the weekend we're calling him Fele like Pele like <laughs> me you think maybe a bit going a bit too far yeah. But I don't think any one of us would ever have guessed his resurgence in the way that it's been, like Everton away last season. He couldn't have been much more despised by United fans after yeah. giving away that last-minute penalty. And now, look at him now, man of the match again. He was at the weekend, <clears throat> two goals. Are you surprised either of you with how he's been playing? Well, yeah, I, I never saw it. I never saw it with him. Um, I thought he was a very good player at Everton. And this business about he's not a Manchester United player. I don't really know, understand what that <laughs> means, to be honest. I think if you're good enough, you're a Manchester United player. And I kind of, I kind of get it. He, he maybe didn't sort of, he wasn't the kind of cultured um, player that people want to see in a Manchester United shirt. But nevertheless, you know, you, you don't always, you need different elements to your side. And I, I did feel sorry for him in many ways because he was, he was very much the scapegoat of the David Moyes era. I mean, that wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault that he was probably quite expensive at the time. It wasn't his fault that he was the only one that David Moyes brought in and probably a downgrade on what Man United fans expect every summer. So, yeah, it looked a bit of a panic, didn't it, that one? It, was, it yeah. did look like that, and, and it probably was, really. And, you know, he didn't settle down very well quickly. And I, felt, I thought it was a bit unfortunate because I saw something from, something from Manchester United fans I didn't really see, I've never really seen before, and that is picking on a player so publicly mm. I, don't, I didn't think that was it's never been what I've witnessed before from Manchester United fans even though there have been players that might have deserved it at times they, they, they do stick by their own yeah and, they're not like Arsenal fans that tend to well, yeah. <laughs> boo their own players off the pitch yeah exactly and uh, you know it, it's, it shocked me that and, and I felt for him for that reason alone because it, it was so well you know I just it was kind of sort of hit, hit you between the eyes because it just wasn't the kind of treatment you've seen in the past so to, to go through all that and then you, 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 know, you go through, you, you're linked with the David Moyes era, then he didn't really do so well for Louis van Gaal and he, he's, he's a survivor and I think that's absolutely fantastic of the guy and you know, I do think his character's shone through and you know, we all said though, you know, probably Mourinho will get rid of him and he loves him, you know, he, he, he loves him and you can see why he, he, he upset, you know, Jose likes kind of big powerful players that upsets the opposition 
and he and he does that. I mean, that's been a bit illegally at times, <laughs> but I think he's I think he's learning from that. A few elbows here and there. Absolutely, yeah, that. yeah. If you could tape his elbows to his side, then he, he might have been all right. But I just do think he's now showing the the player that you know probably David Moyes saw four years ago, and um, no matter what you say, go back to that. He's not a Manchester United player. He is a Manchester United player now who's scoring goals and he, and he fits into this side. And, you know, and as you, as you say, the, 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 the fans are getting behind him now. And I think the way he's turned it around with Jose's help, I think it's, uh, it's terrific because he was really was starting at the back of the, uh, back of the pole, yeah, back of the, the grid, as it were. So, and, you know, he's come up to pole position almost now. Yeah, because there's Herrera as well. Like he obviously yeah. had a really good, strong end to the season last season. Start of this season, Matic has arrived. Obviously, been unbelievable since he started. But that's meant that Herrera hasn't managed to get um, a place in the starting lineup. So, in some ways, for them, Pogba's injury would just, is a bit of a blessing in disguise, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And just going back to Fellaini, I think the the moment where you knew how much he meant to Mourinho was that press conference after the Valerenga game, going back to July and. There was a moment after the match where Fellaini seemed to just stand in the centre circle with his phone and people were saying, oh, I wonder if there's anything in that, like they do. And Mourinho was asked and um, he said it'd be easier for Galatasaray to appoint yeah. him than to sign Fellaini. I mean, what more confidence could you want from your manager? And I think that's ultimately what it is. He's got a manager finally who firmly believes in him. You know, I don't think Van Hal ever really fancied him enough to play him six, seven games in a row. Whereas I look at Mourinho now, he'd, he wouldn't shirk playing Fellaini against Liverpool he wouldn't that, that notion of you know him not being a United player it's, yeah. it goes over his head doesn't I it? think yeah and also I think that the fact that Mourinho you know the, the fans believe in Mourinho now yeah. well I think that is crucial because yeah. you know uh, they didn't believe in David Moyes so they didn't they thought Mourinho, uh, Fellaini was a was a bad buy yeah. but now Jose's saying he's a good <laughs> he's a good player yeah, yeah. Behind it. Jose can do no wrong now it's like Fergie when you know he bought players he could do no wrong yeah. so if you've got the backing of a guy and the fans love your manager, then you know it, one comes with the other. So yeah. I think the fact that you know, like I said, I think Fellaini's benefited certainly from uh, the fans loving Jose as well. Yeah. Now. yeah. And with Herrera coming back, obviously as well, you're seeing uh, even when he's not playing, what an influence he's having because he kind of, without having the armband, he has a captain's role and kind of um, giving his teammates advice. So before the Moscow game, something that struck me was he. He pulled Bailly aside before they'd even kicked off and they're playing three at the back for the first time in a while from the start of a game and he was gesturing to him, you know, keep it compact. Small things like that show that even when a player isn't playing regularly, they're all kind of stepping up as leaders and when you think of how important Wayne Rooney was as a leader in that dressing room, that's really encouraging for such a young team. So I think they go into this Liverpool game already confident and kind of thinking, oh, it's a pity the international breaks come because... Liverpool, you know, one win and seven. United. Especially the way Liverpool are defending, yeah. the way that United are attacking. Yeah. It is, you're right, it is a shame that the game yeah. isn't this weekend because yeah. it could be another 4-0 with the way that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're just going to go into that game. It'd be such a contrast in theory to last season when United, I think, had 35% possession. Mm-hmm. They had some of the better chances, but it was, you know, setting up with the point very much in mind, whereas I think United are going to look at this now and think, well, this would be the first real statement they could send you know, beating a title rival in their own backyard. And the fans would love it, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Main thing. So let's not focus on the Liverpool game yet because, unfortunately, we've got two weeks of international (laughs) break to go through before we get to that game. 
But one of the most interesting battles so far this season has been Rashford versus Martial. Controversial question, if you had to pick one for the Liverpool game or the next game, which is the Liverpool game, who would you start? Oh, goodness me, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it out there. <laughs> you have indeed, yeah. Um, I, I think I'd go for Marcus Rashford, to be honest, because I still think... There's an element of Anthony. I know he was brilliant in Moscow. A fantastic game. Uh, I still think there's an element of, of him where it's hot and cold. Whereas I think um, Marcus Rashford's a little bit more. I won't say he's hot all the time, but he's, he's not cold. I think there's a like more it, consistent. Yeah, I think there's more consistency to him uh, without a shadow of a doubt. But you know what a luxury for Jose Mourinho to have for those two, and the way it's turning out. I mean, you know. They're both benefiting from this because there's no pressure on them. He'll take one out and bring the other one in, and they're both scoring when they when they, when they're playing and playing well when they when they're given the opportunity. So at the moment, it's kind of like just leave it as it is, and they then they're not going to complain. I don't think Anthony Marshall and Marcus Rashford are going to be knocking on his door saying I want to be in every game. No. They're still learning, and 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 they are the way Mourinho is treating them. I think they are benefiting from. from 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 his plans, yeah, and so healthy competition, isn't it? Yeah, I, I certainly. I mean, I appreciate your question, and I, like I, say, <laughs> I would go for Rashford. But if I was the manager, I wouldn't actually go for one at the moment, anyway, because I, I just could let it can flow like this until someone has a such a bad game or yeah. such a fantastic game, maybe hat trick or something like that, and takes the opposition apart. Because he's been just, doing like one alternate alternating yeah, one or the other for yeah. the hot for the whole start of the season, hasn't he? So yeah. going with that, be Martial starting. Mm. What would you do, Kieran? Ah. <sighs> Yeah, no one him will play six at the back after this. Uh, no, I think um, it, it kind of reminds me a bit of De Gea and Romero that they you've two incredibly talented players and they're pushing each other to such an extent that they're kind of both benefiting as you touched on and that they're kind of hitting the high points of their careers because if you look at Rashford, um, his finishing has really improved this season. I don't think it's as wild as it was and. Um, he's been doing tips like you know he's working with Jermaine Defoe when on England duty asking him for a couple of tips and he's not afraid to learn and that really stands to him and with Martial I think any time it seems that Rashford has, has raised the bar he's raised it even further when he's come in so they complement each other so well that when one tires out a, a right back the other one benefits and, and that seems to be the way it will continue to go Um so just to be different, I'll say Martial. I just say. I was going to say, yeah, we're going to get an answer yeah, we to got this it. question. I'm sorry, I, I take time. Uh, this is the format of the podcast. Um, yeah, I go with Martial. He's obviously he's got a history of playing well against Liverpool, um, and I think he'd be so hungry, particularly after being left out of the French squad. I think that was a bit of a message to him as well that no matter uh, what he seems to do, uh, Deschamps doesn't seem to fancy him. So I think that sets it up for him to. To start the game and uh, really, you know, eyes of the world on them to, to impress. I think that should benefit United, though, shouldn't it? The fact that quite a few of the big, big players, big names this so far this season: Martial, Mata, Herrera, Ashley Young, who you wouldn't think we'd be describing as one of the bigger players for United so yeah. far this season. None of them are going out on international duty. Fellaini's obviously been chosen, much to the dismay of mm. Mourinho. 
But there's always that risk, isn't there, when the players go out on international duty, there's a huge game the first weekend back. You don't want any of them to come back injured, but there's no telling the national managers not to pick them. So do you think that the international selections have sort of helped United in this break? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you know, a lot of Man United's uh, standout players this season aren't on the international duty. And I don't think, I don't think Fellaini will play. Because uh, so it's okay in being there and getting some treatment, what have you. Um, because you know Belgium have qualified, so I, I think Roberto Martinez is a decent enough guy. That I, I don't think he'll play. Ashley Young, like you say, I, I just think there's that you know the the international break, as we talked earlier, is completely the wrong time for Manchester <laughs> United. Um, but the, the plus side of it is that there's, there's a few players there that won't be. You know, traveling around. So, and but the other th- side of it all is, I think, with United this season, is that there are actually no superstars as such because there are there are players who who are doing the business who aren't. You know, you'd have thought they might have got in the summer, like Ashley Young or something, you know, people like that. Um, and then you have people like Ander Herrera who could have gone in the summer maybe to Barcelona but the way he's like Kieran said before the way he's behaving I think he's fantastic and that is is indicative of the, of the fact that United now is a place that people want to be mm. you know if they're losing every like they were or drawing like last season and the season before if you're not in a team that's, that's not doing well then you are going to be uh, upset and banging on the manager's door but players now they they haven't really got an argument because United are doing so well so they just have to take their opportunity when they come in and they're all doing it so you know there's no uh, kind of um, bad undercurrent there from players because they they all realise well what can I say if I went into Jose Mourinho's office now what can I say? I deserve to be ahead of so and so. Well, you don't because we just we're, won we're winning. Yeah. yeah. So it's a fantastic situation that Marino's got United into. And um, just going back to the international break, I, I do think, yeah, as I say, it's a, it's a wrong time. But um, you know, it's not it's not too long off. And uh, to be quite honest, I think the problems at Liverpool are so. <laughs> difficult at the moment um, I, I don't think they will restore their confidence overnight during the international break so I think United will be okay when they come back So another uh, we just touched on it then Ashley Young I don't think any of us well, obviously when he started at left back a few of us were thinking what on earth and then he's actually done really really well hasn't he so what have you thought of him since he's been brought back in? Yeah it's it's been that one position where um Throughout the season, I think you're going to see different names coming in and out. You know, obviously Blind had the first crack at it. Um, Shaw's recovered, yet Young has just taken it on another level. And I think it's brought so many benefits to the team. It eases the, the pressure on Valencia on the other flank. You know, they're no longer relying just on his crossing. Because Young's delivery is probably the best United have on the flanks. It's remarkable, really. And but when they were talking about Perisic in the summer... <laughs> all about Perisic every single week nearly every single day somebody was saying something about Perisic and then obviously it didn't happen I don't would anyone have guessed that now they'd be like all hail Ashley Young we don't need Ivan Perisic oh well, that's whatever very well put um, yeah I'd be you think um, since he's come into the team I think nine assists have come from the left so Marcel Rashford and Young that's a astounding amount you know Perisic wouldn't have given them that in six months so um 
I think it's just given them that natural width and you have players like Fellaini and Lukaku who are so good in the air that um, they're finally benefited from someone with consistent delivery. Because Blind, um, to be fair to him, I think he was personally he was improving every week, but um, his delivery at times wasn't the best. And Lukaku had a go at him a couple of times about it, whereas with Young, because he's played at wing for so long, he, it's it's nearly flawless, you know. So I think it's uh, it makes sense to stick with him, and it's his to lose. Shaw really does face a battle to get it back. I was going to say, what do you think that's same for Luke Shaw? Like he's not. Mourinho said that he was obviously back from fitness, but he's not fully fit. As in, he doesn't. His form needs to improve. Is what he was saying. Um, where do you think with Ashley Young, like Kieran just says, in the form that he's in, how do you think Shaw's going to fight his way back in? Well, it's going to be a difficult one. For again, he's another one that I feel very, very sorry for. He's had so many thing obstacles and hurdles to overcome. Um, and here's another one. You, you, you sense as a manager that with there's no sort of um, it's, it's tough love with Mourinho I think with, with, with Luke Shaw and maybe he thinks that's what he needs maybe he thinks that's what he can he can take it you know managers the best managers know how they can handle players and uh, you know there, there's certainly there's, there's an iron fist there there's no velvet glove with Mourinho and Shaw and I think um, Shaw said it worked on him though last season well, I didn't think he does yeah. and I, like I say I think if you're a good manager if you're a very very good manager you, you know who can take it and who can't and um, you know it's it's there for now for Luke Shaw to realise and to look and see he was an adventurous fullback, you know he liked to get forward. I mean, you know the poor lad. That's how exactly he broke his leg in, in when we were in Eindhoven, was uh, was getting into the box and doing exactly what Mourinho would probably see him now do now. But I think the the obvious thing there is the fact that Mourinho is now using two wingers essentially, Valencia and Young, as as his attacking. Fullbacks. What we're seeing now is Mourinho wants them to get forward. He wants them to provide crosses. That's what Luke Shaw's got to do: get forward and put in the decent crosses. Because you know Ashley Young is doing extremely well, but because of his age, maybe he's not going to play every game. We know that. So there's going to be an opportunity around the corner for Luke Shaw, and if he has learnt, then um, you know he actually could still take this and make this. Uh, this job is own for a long, long time. I do wish him all the best with that because I think he is he is a talent. He's had a lot of bad luck. But, you know, um, if he comes through this, a bit like Fellaini, the wheel's your oyster sort of thing. And, you know, I do have a lot of games coming up in October, so maybe it'll be one of them. They're going to need the squad rather than just the first 11, aren't they? So maybe, who knows, he might get his opportunity then. So I think we're going to wrap it up there. So we will be probably back next week where we'll still be in the middle of the international break, but we will be looking forward ahead to the Liverpool game. See you then.